Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, watching beautiful birds make your home their home can be a very welcome experience. We love watching around our house the amazing hummingbirds as they dart from our feeders and flowers throughout the warm weather seasons. Now, if you'd enjoy seeing birds in your yard, but they don't seem to be that interested in seeing you, well, the solution might be as simple as adding the native plants that they love. So joining us with tips on the best plants to attract birds to your yard this spring is Shabar Ali, the CEO of Gardens for Wildlife. Welcome, Shabar. Thank you. Great to be here. So we have folks that are all over the nation, and we want to give them some advice on the best plants to attract birds to their particular yard. I know that that's difficult because I think what I've read from your materials is it really comes down to choosing native plants for their particular area. You can give us some examples maybe of the types of native plants that might be uh, good in general for some of the, maybe the corners of the country, and then where we can figure out how to get the native plants for our area. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it, 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 native plants is the key thing because they provide the food sources that ultimately birds re- rely on for their young. A couple of the most popular ones that are out there for attracting native birds to your yard would be things like eastern columbine, um, cardinal flowers. Of course, purple cone flowers are very popular. The, the trick with these various kinds of perennials is you want to know the size they're going to be because they get quite large in terms of their spread. So you can always trim them back, but the coneflower can get as high as three to six feet with a spread of, you know, two to four feet. So when you plant them, they seem small, but you want to make sure you don't crowd them out as you're doing it. So is there a way to kind of know what would be the best plant for your area? And are you kind of picking a plant to attract a specific bird or you get what you get when you plant the right plant? So it's a little bit of both. There, there's absolutely a way to find out what's the right plants for your yard. One of the things is the National Wildlife Federation, which is the organization that is our parent, has been around for obviously uh, many, many decades. And they're focused on bringing back native habitat for um, a variety of native species. And they have this fantastic tool called the Native Plant Finder, the database where you literally put in your zip code and it gives you what are all the native plants for your specific area. And it's key because oftentimes people plant plants with the best of intention, but they're from other parts of the world. And so while they're pretty, they're not really doing the job that's important for the local wildlife that needs them. And then as far as the birds go, I mean... Is it just the birds that are in your area will naturally be drawn to those plants? Or are you kind of planting a specific plant to attract, say, a hummingbird or a cardinal or something more specific? So you can plant different ones that actually attract specific species of birds, for instance, based on the kinds of things like certain ones that attract hummingbirds in particular, which feed them in a very unique way. But the, the key is actually what they're doing is they're attracting the pollinators. And oftentimes the pollinators, they're young. The caterpillars are the food source for many of the birds. And so those birds return when there is food for their, their um, fledglings that are in the, in the nest. And without the caterpillars, so for instance, a, you know, a clutch of chickadees in the nest will eat between six and 9,000 caterpillars during the short period in which they're developing. Right, So you need to have more places where those caterpillars can be found, which means more of the native plants. So the more you plant, and I've done this in my own yard over the last three years, you know, pandemic was great for gardening. And I planted lots of native plants, and the number of songbirds that have returned to my yard is just amazing. I mean, every time I look out the window, there's literally dozens floating around in the, in the, in the trees. This sounds a lot like what you do when you plant a, a butterfly garden. Do butterfly gardens and native gardens that attract birds, are they many of the same plants? Yeah, depending on where you are, absolutely, because the, the butterflies are, are some of the key pollinators. In fact, um, there are different kinds of flowers that you can plant for butterflies. Obviously, the, probably the most 
well known is the um, milkweed for the monarchs, right, which are extremely endangered. I think the IUCN has, has classified them as endangered uh, butterflies. And the reason why is because their, their food source, the milkweed, has been disappearing. And so this is one of the things people are planting a lot of. And we actually have a, you know, a monarch conservation program at NWF for just that purpose. But there are lots of different kinds of butterflies that use different kinds of these native flowers. We're talking to Shabra Ali. He's the CEO of Gardens for Wildlife about the best plants to attract birds to your yard this spring. So Shabra, in addition to selecting the best plants, what else can we do to our sort of yard environment to make it attractive for birds? Should we be feeding them directly? Uh, what about bird baths, that sort of thing? Any way that they need to be protected that we should be aware of? Absolutely. In fact, you've actually hit on a big, a big thing, which is it's more than just food sources. And yes, you can put bird feeders out there as well. And I'll actually talk about the kinds of food that are the best for them. But it's also water. You know, every every life form needs water. Having water sources in your yard for for wildlife is important, especially the birds, whether it's for bathing or drinking, what have you. Also, shelter, right? Uh, a place where they can protect their their young and protect themselves from predators is important. There's actually a program that NWF has called the Certified Wildlife Habitat, and over 300,000 of these have been created across the U.S. Most of them, I think over 60% of them, are individual homes. So like my house is a certified wildlife habitat, and that's the way you provide you know, food, water, shelter, a place to raise young, all those together. Not that hard to do, and it's amazing the impact you can have. Now, what do you do about keeping those plants thriving? I mean, how do you go about feeding them or fertilizing in a way that doesn't harm the birds? Well, the beauty is that native plants are the ones that we're here to begin with before we started terraforming and replacing them with, you know, these big sterile lawns that we all have and that have kind of rolled across the country. Native plants know what to do when they're here. And perennials, the beauty of them as well, which from a pocketbook point of view is also good, is that they come back on their own. Perennials last for years oftentimes. And so what that means is every year they're coming back bigger and better. And so all you really have to do is provide, you know, the basics, the mulch, protect it. Don't cut them down too much because the insects and things use them even throughout the winter. And the new ones will grow back the next spring. Don't use pesticides on them because pesticides are bad for the insects again as well, which is then bad for being a food source for the birds. Try to, try to use natural pest control if you need to. What's really good is that by bringing the birds back, they actually serve as pest control as well because they're also eating the insects that bug us. No pun intended. <laughs> so, Sheber, you are the CEO of Gardens for Wildlife. I understand you're celebrating your 50th anniversary. Quite an accomplishment. Tell us about the things that Garden for Wildlife does. So, Garden for Wildlife is a program that was started in 1973 by the National Wildlife Federation. And it's focused really on a couple of things. There's education to let people know about the things that we've been talking about, why native plants are so important, how you can help wildlife by using native plants in your own garden, which is a very easy thing for people to do, especially when people feel like, I don't really know what I can do. The world seems like a big, scary place, and so many bad things are happening. Well, actually, you can make a difference in your yard. And so this program has been great for that. The Certified Wildlife Habitat Program has been a big part of that. And about three years ago, NWF realized as one of the challenges for people was, okay, they've been educated on native plants, but it's really hard to find them. If you go to your local big box retailer or garden center, most of what you find are invasive species from other parts of the world, which are pretty, they look good, but they actually serve almost no value to the pollinators and the, you know, the insects that need native plants. And so if you want to go and find native plants, it's often hard unless you can find local nurseries that carry them. A lot of these national delivery places where you can order native plants online, the problem is you still have to do the research to find out if they're native for your area. So NWF said, what if we created a platform that allowed people 
to just put in their zip code using that native plant fighter database and be shown plants that they can buy for their specific area and have them shipped directly to their door, right? So taking advantage of the Amazon world we all live in. And that is how GardenForWildlife.com was born. That's the company that is being spun out of NWF to make it easier for people to do this at home themselves. Yeah, you got a great website. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, all you need to do is to enter your zip code and it presents the native plants that are eligible for planting in your particular area of the country. So a really easy way to do this, to find the right plants, to attract birds to your yard so that you can enjoy them all year round, really, and especially in the warmer months when uh, the birds are just so prevalent. Shabar Ali, the CEO of Garden for Wildlife, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Great tips, great information on how we can attract birds to our homes. And thank you so much for all the work that you guys do to keep those birds safe and give us the kind of tips that we need to be successful, both as home gardeners and as birding admirers. Thanks again, Shubber. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Now, if you'd like to find the native plants that work good in your part of the country, just go to GardenForWildlife.com. Follow the prompts. There's a spot where you can enter your zip code. You'll be presented with choices for all the different plants that will help attract birds to your space. Again, that website is GardenForWildlife.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.